Hey everyone, it's Adi. Welcome to today's episode. Um, today I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to talk about, to kind of do like a thought experiment that I think would be helpful to a lot of you. So I was kind of, a lot of times when I talk to people, you know, about how how they might break into high tech from the, you know, the places that they are right now, they seem to think that, you know, that I can't, from the place that I am now where I have already worked in tech and I've kind of, you know, I, I, I studied computer science and um, I had my own tech startup and I, ha- I have all these things already in my resume that kind of, kind of make them say, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that worked for you. Um, but I have never worked in tech. I have nothing to do with tech. My entire career has been like somewhere totally different. So I, I know <laughs> that that's complete baloney because, you know, I've helped people who have been in like completely, completely different industries break into tech. And I, so I know that is possible and I already have like enough, enough references in my life for how and why that's possible. Um, but I kind of wanted to do this, this, um, thought experiment and, and kind of break down to you exactly what I would do if I was stripped of everything that I have, um, and I had to start from scratch. So, I mean, like, let's, let's kind of say, you know, that I didn't have any of the connections that I do today that I have, you know, I didn't know anybody in the tech ecosystem where I live, um, I didn't have any of my LinkedIn connections in, that I that I that I have because I've been working in tech. Um, I didn't obviously didn't have these jobs on my resume, um, but let's say that that and let's say that I never studied in a technical degree. Like let's say I learned um, communications or something, and let's say that. Um, that I have been working because because you know the the. the the majority of, of the people that I help and that I that I address here is not not really people who have never who don't have any professional experience, but just like people who have the experience and skills, but need help translating translating them into a career in tech. So, let's say that I had the skills, you know, um, that I had like some experience with project management, maybe that I had some experience with. Um, like market research. Um, let's say that I was like, I still have this, have the same soft skills that I do, you know, where I'm like, I have a deep empathy. I'm a good listener. Um, I, I'm a quick thinker and a quick learner. And I know kind of how to connect the dots between different, different things. Um, and is there anything else? Like, I think that's, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty solid. Um, let's say, let's say also I was good at like, I had some, some experience with like crafting messaging, okay, crafting like um, external facing messaging. So kind of like marketing or um, putting out information about 
the product or company that I was working for. And let's say, let's take it like completely remove it from tech, from like anything tech related. Let's say that this is for some company that's like, uh, that I that I did all these things for a company that was doing like, um, maybe like an after school education program for kids in middle school. Okay, so like, totally different from what my professional history actually was, totally different from what my education actually was, but still kind of retaining like the know-how of the, the, the skills that, you know, and, and, and experiences that now I'm tasked with going and taking that, like everything that I am and turning that into a solid career in tech. Okay. You guys ready? Okay. So the first thing I would do if I found myself in a situation like that is, and I'm sure like if you have been following me for any amount of time, this will not surprise you at all. But the first thing I would do is make sure that I have, that my mindset is on right, you know, that my, um, that my thinking is not going to get in the way. So I would make sure, first of all, to focus on my goals, focus on what the things that I want, right? The outcome that I want um, and, 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 and why I want it. And I, and I would put far less focus on all those reasons why it can't happen. So that includes kind of like stopping to listen to people who are telling me like, you're crazy, it can't be done, you're too, you're not analytical enough, you know, no, none of your friends work in high tech, none of your family have ever been in tech, like this is not, we've always, we've always just been, you know, in uh, small, local businesses, this education afternoon thing fits you just fine. Why do you have to even go for something bigger? Like I would shut all of that out and I would focus because the truth is, you know, like all of that already exists, right? All of that has already been programmed into me for like 20, 30 years of living. Um, and so you really are not doing yourselves any favors by letting that like echo in your head and letting that steer your decisions, steer, you know, your thoughts, your feelings, um, and obviously your actions. So for that reason, I would, I would, my first kind of like action item in terms of mindset would be just start focusing on the things that I want and not on the things that are, that are the reasons why I can't have it. And I would start finding reasons why it is possible just even just the little opening is enough, right? But just a small little, even like a sliver of hope in that situation will be good enough for me because I'm going to take it and I'm just going to like pry it wide open. And that's going to be my gateway to getting to where I want, even though it's like, even though supposedly it's unlikely. Okay. Next, I would work on my belief system. My belief system is like my belief system and your belief system, everyone's belief systems um, governs what they can and can't accomplish. So for that reason, I would just take a very deep um, look and and really like 
be very honest with myself and, and examine and then rebuild every every belief that I have so that I only keep those beliefs that serve me on my way to my goal. So I wouldn't keep anything that is... Um, I wouldn't keep anything that's like casting doubt. I wouldn't keep anything that is causing me to look over my shoulder. Um, I would... That doesn't mean that I would, you know... Um, I think there's a difference there, and, and it's a fine line for people to to understand how to, to kind of like manage. Um, but not letting doubt navigate you is not the same as like bullishly plowing on, even though the goal isn't really right for you. So I would consider everything before I kind of declared my goal to myself. And then, and then once I set my goal, I would I would go for it, and 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 I would only really change if I got a super critical new piece of information that would cause me to change my goal. Okay, but but the thing that that the thing that happens more often than not is that internal fear and doubt, like self doubt, causes us to give more weight than necessary to new pieces of information. So for example, um, with the current, um, with the current, you know, pandemic, this crisis that has hit, I could very well, you know, look at the data and let it meet, let it, let myself make a meaning out of it that there's just no way that I'm going to be able to get a job in this in this current climate because no one is getting jobs. But here's the thing. In that statement, there was a very sneaky jump from data to drama. And if you can spot it, I'm going to say it again. There are, you know, businesses are are there's, you know, COVID-19 businesses are shutting down people there's um, economic uncertainty people are losing jobs people are getting furloughed um, that means there's no way I can get a job because no one is getting jobs right now and the that the, that last part is just not true it's not true and, and the danger is that if you if you're not careful enough if you're not careful to recognize the place where data become, turns into drama and you put on that drama lens as though it's the truth, you're going to be hard-pressed to find things to contradict it. So if I walked around the world with the lens of nobody can get jobs, I, would, I could literally see <laughs> examples of people getting jobs hitting me in the face and and I wouldn't recognize it for what it was. So it's important to to it's like I said in the beginning, it's important to keep that that possibility open because that's how you can find the examples that you need in order to fuel the right beliefs, right? Where the right beliefs isn't necessarily like objectively true or not true. It's the right beliefs are the things that is the area um, where we take the data. And we draw meaning from it. And that meaning is subjective. That meaning is a choice. 
And that meaning is what's going to decide, like, is, is this, are we going to use this to our advantage or are we going to use this as, as an excuse um, to punk out and not really go after our goals? Okay, because we don't believe that we can have them. And then the last kind of thing I would do in, in terms of my mindset is I would also look back and kind of resolve and really heal any parts of my past or my identity that are at odds with achieving my goal. So um, if I have, let's say like, this is a, this is like not at all <laughs> um, a true story, okay? Because, but like, let's say that my mom was always, it was, uh, um, you know, uh, a mom in tech and she always like, she hated her job and she worked really long hours and she was always pissy when she came home and um, I never felt like I had any attention from her. Um, it would be, if I don't resolve that, you know, and the beliefs that it has sown in me <clears throat> about what it means to to be a working mom in high tech, it would be hard for me to to really want to to achieve it, right? So it that's what I mean about like think parts of me that are at odds with achieving the goal. There's a conflict, an internal conflict of interest there, and you want to make sure that there's nothing like that. You know, when you're on your way to your goal. There are no parts of you that are hesitating. There are no parts of you that are pulling back and saying like, oh, maybe we shouldn't, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Um, and, and so you want to be really like really certain about your goal, okay? So that is the first step that I would take is mind my mindset, as I always say, um, and, and really make sure that, it is, that I'm setting myself up for success in that regard. Now, the next thing I would do is to take a deep and honest inventory of my assets. So I would check with, you know, I would, I would really check my network, you know, in terms of my family, my friends, my, my friends from, from, from school, my colleagues, who do I really know and who do they know? And what is, what does my network actually look like? Like really go through and, and take that inventory because a lot of times we just kind of assume that we don't know anyone, but actually we do. We just didn't think it counts because they're like, um, it's like our mom's friend or something. And so we were like, oh, no, we shouldn't use that. We should use our professional network, the people we know on LinkedIn. And it's like, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing, right? So figure out what connections you actually do have and, and really map out that as an asset because that's what it is. Next, I would take a, a, another inventory of my superpowers, okay? Like, what am I great at? What am I awesome at? What, you know, what are the things that, that I can do kind of like with my eyes closed? What are the things that I can do that, that I always like, that time basically um, 
time, basically, like I have no concept of time when I'm doing them because I'm having so much fun. Um, what are the things that, you know, other people say I'm good at, that other people come to me for help for? What, what are those things that, that, that I'm good at? And then I'm like, you know, what am I known for among my friends and family? That's good, right? Um, and then similar, like on a similar vein, what have I accomplished that, that makes me worthy of the goal that I want, right? And, and the reason I start with, um, with mindset is because if you'll notice, like taking that inventory and, and coming up with good stuff, it gets really hard if, if you don't do the mindset work first because, you know, you could be thinking like, oh, I don't know, I'm worthless or, you know, I don't know anyone. I don't have any superpowers. My only superpowers is that, you know, I'm, I like to sleep, <laughs> you know, um, and it gets it does your mind does play tricks on you. If you think that your mind is like totally like this impartial logical thing think again um because it's not and so you really want to make sure you get yourself into a state that you're that you're resourceful and that you have um this belief in yourself um and this unshakable confidence that you will succeed and that's how you and that's, that's how you map out these inventories. It's not possible to do these inventories without doing the mindset work first, okay? Um, and, and literally write down, you know, like what, what are the things that you've accomplished that, that make you think that you could have the thing that you want? And then, and then I would get the next step after taking that inventory of my assets is I would get super like crystal clear as much as I can on the role that I want and everything about it that is important to me. So it's okay not to know exactly, you know, because a lot of times you you can't you can't know at the outset exactly to the last detail what you want, but you should have a very you, I feel pretty comfortable saying that it should be way more specific than you think. Like do that exercise, like try to define it and then come back to it like a day later or 30 minutes later or whatever and and ask yourself like what else? What other details am I missing? Um, the more specific you can get, the better. And another thing... Um, is to know why. Why do, why do I want those things? Why do I want that particular salary level? What, it, what will it mean for me and my family and my life? What, are, what things will I be able to do that I can't do with my current job? Why is it important for me that the team dynamic is going to be, you know, so-and-so? Um, what is it going to feel like? And really, really like have a clear vision of what you want it to be like and why that have like understanding for yourself why it's important is key in achieving your goals okay and then and then 
once you have that, just just make sure to keep it front and center. You know, for me, I have in front of my computer, um, like my my goal and a big title, and it's just pasted on my wall, and I see it every single time that I'm sitting here working, and it, it juices me. It gives me like it, it's it has you know my my goal for for impact, my goal for my family, my goal for for um, like the the like material stuff that I want has everything. Um, and, and, and why? And so, yeah, <laughs> so, so it's important to, to keep that goal front and center, but also make sure that as you're going through this process, you have a way of constantly refining that vision, right? So like, as you progress, you want to be able to render it with more and more detail because ideally the way that the way that it will work is as you go through your job search you're actually going to get more and more clarity about what the, the kind of things that you like and the kind of things that you don't like the kind of things that are important to you and the kind of things that are not important to you and you'll also know why so you'll be able to edit that and keep it cuz kind of like a um like a living document of your goal, okay? But again, it has to stay front and center. It's not one of those things that, you know, you do like it's exercise you do in a workshop and then um, you, you keep it in the notebook that you got in the workshop and you stuff it in your backpack and you don't find it until like two years later when you clean your backpack um, or, you know, not saying that that's, how often I clean my backpack. Obviously, I clean my backpack like every day. <clears throat> but anyway, the next thing that I would do after I got super specific on my goal is I would start having strategic informational interviews. I like to call those intel gathering interviews. Where basically what, what I do is once I know the role that I want and I know kind of like the things about it that are important to me in terms of my goal, I start looking, I look for a few companies, you know, that have this role open and the companies like also match what I want in terms of their culture, in terms of like their location, uh, the product that they, that, they, um, that they have and that kind of thing. So I find a company that's like both a, seems to be a good fit and has an opening. Um, and, and then within that company, I find a few people who, who like I can talk to that are somewhat related to the role that I want. So for, for instance, if I wanted to, you know, go for um, the, the role of product manager, I would find other product managers. So I don't want to go for the people who are going to be hiring me. I want to go for the people who are going to be my colleagues because they're going to be the most truthful with me. I can get the most information from them. Um, and it's just at this point in the process, it's not time yet to be talking to the people who are doing the hiring. So, so that's what I would do. I would find a few companies because my goal would be to have at the end of this process, to have a few competing offers in hand that I can that I have some choice, right? Um, and that will 
that will make negotiation easier for me. So, so what I do is, again, I find a few companies like that. And in each company, I find a few people, I reach out to them. And what it lets me do, these intel gathering interviews, allow me to ask, like, ask deep questions, kind of demonstrate that I'm a good listener, demonstrate that I've done initial, initial research well, um, to demonstrate my curiosity and my intentions. Um, and, and doing that really lets me sidestep the whole, like the traditional way that the game is played. And it lets me learn more about the company than I can just learn by Googling. It, le- it lets me know what, what really matters to the company. It lets me understand why they even are hiring for this position. Like, what, what are they hoping that this position is going gonna, is gonna to do for them? You know, people forget this very basic um, fact <laughs> as they job search, but like companies in general, don't are not hiring for fun because they want to be like spending um, more money annually. They, they're hiring because they have a problem that they need solved. They have some kind of gap that they need closed. And the better that you can understand that gap, the more, the more likely you are to feel good about being a fit to close it and also obviously be able to communicate better about it. So, so again, what it really lets me do is, is get close to these people, learn what really matters to them, assess for myself if it's a good fit before I even approach them, like I'm doing the choosing, right? And, and it also allows me to know how to position myself correctly if it is a good fit, okay? So, and that's why I would never like recommend that somebody skip this step. It's super important. Um. <clears throat> And that would be the way that I would get interviews at the company. That would be the way that I would understand what my resume needs to look like. It would be the way that would inform the, the, the way in which I, I interview when I do the job interview. Um, it would greatly assist me when I negotiate. And, and so that is why like that step is super crucial. And the next thing I would do is I would continue to upgrade my thinking as I progress through the process. So that's stuff like making sure that I'm celebrating small wins along the way. You know, if I manage to get, um, you know, get an interview with somebody who was not an immediate connection with me um, and not an immediate like link in my network, then I would celebrate that. You know, if I, if, um, if somebody, you know, if I have an interview with somebody and they say, wow, you would be such a great fit for our company. Let me, let me see if I can pass your resume along. Even if they come back and they say, sorry, you know, the position's filled. It doesn't matter. I would celebrate the fact that they thought I would be a great fit that this, you know, and, and, and I would do everything along the way to reiterate to myself my, my worthiness of playing in the big leagues. So I had this moment, you know, back when I made, I think probably the biggest leap in my career. 
and I was preparing myself for negotiating and I was listening, you know, I was, I would record myself negotiating and I would listen to it again. I would listen back to, to kind of assess like, what did I do wrong? What did I, what did I do right? Um, what, what can I do better next time? And I was walking to this like workout playground to work out while I listened to like this negotiation practice. Um, and I, and I remember thinking to myself, like, why are you so scared of playing in the big leagues? Like, why are you so scared of asking for the salary that you know is standard for people in this position that you're going for? And something just clicked for me that day <laughs> as I was working out because it was like, it, that was the day that I, I consciously chose to stop playing small and to stop being afraid to, to, to be like in the big leagues because I, I suddenly felt like, yes, I do belong here. And so what I would do, you know, if I were to do this all over again with that imaginary scenario that we said, like strip, strip away everything, all my assets, um, I would find a way to constantly reiterate this to myself. I deserve to be in the big leagues. I deserve to be in the big leagues. Make that my truth. Because if you don't believe it, it's going to be very hard to, to, to really, you know, make a genuine, strong effort to get there. And I think another important part of like continuously upgrading my, my thinking is to be mindful of the, 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 the meaning that I make of experiences that I have. So basically learning to make every experience that I have into, to like turn it into fuel that will propel me forward. So for example, if I encounter any doubters in my life, which we've talked, like we talked about this extensively in previous episodes, but let's say I encounter any, any um, doubters, <laughs> then I cannot let that, that experience cause me to make the meaning of, oh shit, maybe they're right. You know, they're probably are right. I shouldn't even be doing this. I don't even deserve to be here. What was I thinking? Da, 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 da. Right? Instead of getting carried away down that line of thinking, I look at the doubters, I acknowledge them, I say, okay, you clearly have lost hope. You clearly have given up on what's possible for you. But don't take my dream along with you. And when I'm at the top, I know that that's going to inspire you to make a change too. And that's, that's the meaning that I would make of it. It's like, this person needs hope. This, this, this person's doubt that they cast at me is now turned into fuel for why I should get there. Um, if things are working really smoothly my way, you know, things, everything's working out just like I wanted to, then I make the meaning. I don't say like, oh, I had such great luck, but it's about to run out. You know, oh, it must be a fluke. Um, but next time, it's not going to be so easy and I'm not going to get it. Um, I just I just acknowledge and give thanks for the fact that things are going my way. 
And I let it mean that it's because I'm meant for this. It's a sign from the universe that I'm on, my, I'm on the right path. And conversely, when things are not working well, when things are challenging, the meaning that I make of that isn't the, the opposite of I'm meant for this, right? I, the, the meaning that I make of challenges isn't, ugh, there's a cosmic plan against me. This is obviously not where I, what I'm meant to be doing. I should just give up. The meaning that I make of it is I am given the gift of this challenge because I'm building muscle that I'm going to need to accomplish my goal. That muscle that in ways that I don't even understand is going to serve me once I'm at my goal. And I, I just view every challenge as a gift. I find the gift and, and if I can't find it, I trust that it will reveal itself in the future. And that's how you keep going, right? Because the, the, truth, of the, the truth is like the meaning is like the true, the experience itself is benign, but the meaning that we give it is either going to stop us in our tracks or make us go back to, you know, regress to the to our comfort zone where nothing ever improves or it's going to give us the strength to break through and and come out on the other side of our challenges stronger. And so it's really important to be mindful of the meaning that that we give to the things that happen to us. Okay? And so that's, those are the things that I would do if, um, if I had to start, you know, my career kind of from scratch, if I had to start the, like, to transition and break into tech from essentially not having anything except myself, my, you know, my mindset and my skills, um, and, and, uh, and, and that's obviously what I encourage you to do as well. So if, you know, if you need any help, you know, if you're in a similar uh, kind of position to what I, what I, uh, my, my theoretical example was, um, and, you know, you really, you, you, you have skills, you have a, prof- you know, professional experience, you just don't know if and how it can be translated into a powerful career in tech, I want to encourage you to, you know, don't think that you have to completely retrain. Don't think that in order to work in high tech, you're going to have to start from the bottom again. Um, A lot of times your skills that you have right now and the experiences that you have right now are already enough, but you just need a new way of thinking about it a new way of knowing how to communicate it, a new way of um, doing, you know, doing the, the actions of the job search. Like sometimes it's just like reprogramming your beliefs and having like a better strategy than, than trying to blindly like apply and send your resume um, to, to, to places, you know. And, and you can really get to that place where you're continuing, you know, you're continuing the trajectory of your career, but at, at like a higher level, and you don't have to like take a dip just because you want to, you know, you want to be in an industry where 
your potential will eventually be better than where you are today. So I, I want you to avoid that dip if you can. So if that sounds like you and like, you know, something that you want and, and, um, and you do have, you know, the skills and professional experience behind you um, and you want to use that to, to break into tech rather than retrain completely, then I want to invite you to get on a call with me just go to thisirresistible.com forward slash apply, pick a time that works for you from my calendar. And what we're going to do is we'll just get on the phone for 45 minutes to an hour. We're going to just chat about your career so far, your, your, you know, everything that has worked so far, everything that hasn't been working so far. Um, and ultimately, we'll also talk about what it is that you want out of your career. What is that goal? You know, what is as specific as we can get on the call? What is that place that you do want to be? Um, and, and, and we'll come up with a way to, to bridge it. Okay. So if this describes, if again, if what I said describes you, then don't hesitate and book the call because you, you can just make things so much easier for yourself like once you have that clarity of like okay what is it that I actually need to do um and and you just save yourself like months if not you know not not ever getting the thing that you wanted and and that that would be that would be a real shame okay all right guys I will see you next time uh hopefully this week all right bye